Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast. We got things to get to. We got baptisms today, guys. How awesome is that? Yeah. We had five in first service. I believe we have five today. And let me say this. Let me throw this challenge out before we get going. Um, if, if you raised your hand earlier today, okay, just, just a second ago, we had seven individuals raise their hand. Man, we believe everybody has a next step, and your next step is to get baptized at some point in your life if you've never been baptized. Maybe you've been baptized when you were a kid and you really didn't know what was going on, and you want to have significance. We've got extra shirts. We've got extra towels. We don't have extra pants, so you're going to walk home with some soggy drawers, but man, we would love to make that happen, and so at the end of service, Greg Fisher, our business director, will be down here, my left, your right. If you would like to get baptized, spur of the moment, I love when this happens because it's so cool and so awesome. If you would like to get baptized and join these five individuals in going public with a decision that just happened, we want to help you with that. Um, today, I want to give one thing uh, before we get into the message. We are starting a new series coming up in September, the the first week after Labor Day in September, called Asking for a Friend. Asking for a Friend. And this is a popular kind of social media line right now of you're asking something, everybody knows it's you asking for it, but you type in asking for a friend. Um, Some of us do it as a joke. Some of us actually do it because we don't want people to know we're the ones asking it because maybe it's embarrassing. Maybe we feel like we should know better, but we don't know better. And so we're going to do a series based on that, based on, man, maybe there's some questions you have about what what the Bible says about this in culture. Maybe there's something you don't understand about the Bible or just something in life you've got a question for and you need some biblical principles to it. You can email us on our link on our website at foundationschurch.tv and just click on the link and you can email us an anonymous question. We will not track it. We can't track it the way we've set it up. And uh, there's a, a place for you to submit questions that really is going to help me base our whole series on what we're going to speak on. And I love one of the ones that came in. I'm going to read it um, because it's just, I, I can answer this one real quick. It says, asking for a friend, is your mom a proper answer to any theological question that I don't know the answer to? And I would tell you, yes, um, I believe it's in the Bible. If you don't know the answer, you can say your mom and you're good. Um, today we are in a study, in our study on Ephesians. It's a six-week series. This is our fourth week. If you've missed the other three weeks, I would challenge you to go back and listen to them because they've been great. But if you've missed them, you're not like, oh, I don't know where I'm going to pick up. Um, it's not that kind of series. And we've challenged all of our people to read through the book of Ephesians once a week at least. It's six chapters. I think we can do it. We can do it. You can do it. Um, and today... Uh, we're, we're going to be talking about Jesus and ice cream. Jesus and ice cream. And if you don't like one of those things, I believe you're going to hell. Um, but <laughs> we're going to talk about Jesus and ice cream. And next week, we're going to be talking about marriages a little bit. Um, it's not going to be just solely marriages, but a lot of us, we have questions about how can we make our marriage better? What can we expect when we want to get married? Um, you know, maybe you're single. I promise you, I promise you, next week will be very, very applicable for, applicable for 
for you even if you are not married. But today, Jesus and ice cream, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 14 through 24 is going to be our text. And before we get going in that, um, I want to set up our text. And so I brought my study Bible um, that I use, and we're going to kind of, they're not up here on the screen, but we're going to kind of start in verse 11 of this chapter. And, And Paul is setting all this up, and it says this in verse 11. It says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. And their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Now, old school churches, the pastor did everything, right? They were sweeping the gym floor. They were cleaning the toilets, all that stuff. I got to tell you, I'm thankful we are not an old school church. Praise God. Um, And I'd say our job isn't to do everything, but to equip the church, the body of Christ, to do the work of building up the church. That's why we say save people, serve people. And if you're not serving, we make it so easy. You can grab a a card, the I get to serve card, and drop it in one of the buckets in the lobby. They're out there. But that is not this message. So, verse 13, this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and the knowledge of God's sons, son, excuse me, there's only one, that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Our our job isn't to be infants in the Lord. Our job isn't just to be a new believer in the Lord or a new convert, but to grow up and be a mature follower of Christ. And then verse 14 says this, then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love. Remember, truth, some of us are great at speaking truth, but we're not good at doing it in love. And if you're going to speak truth, the traveling companion with it has to be love so that it can really make the impact that it should make. So that we can speak, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way, more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Verse 17, with the Lord's authority, I say this, live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasures and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes, an attitude adjustment, right? A thought adjustment. And put on, that's, that's the part you have to do. Put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. This is our text for the day. 
And we're going to go back to the very beginning of this, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14, where it says, then we will not be, we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown around or blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Right? Can I, can I tell you, we're in a society now that there is a lot of teachings happening in the church and in the Christian world, if you want to call it that, that, man, there, there's a lot of teachings that sound close to the truth, but it's not the truth. It's a lot of things that sound biblical, but when you really look at it, it's not biblical. And Paul is, 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 is just telling us, man, know what you know, what you know, and it better be biblically based because there's going to be a day, there's going to be a time where people go around with teachings that sound really close to it, but don't get tricked. And I think if Paul could come to 2017, the year 2017, jump in his, his, his just time-traveling machine from back to the future with Marty, I think if, if he got into it and he came here, he would say it this way, and it's our first point, don't get catfished. Don't get Catfish. Now, some of you are probably like, what are you talking about? What is being catfished? Um, this was made famous by uh, the, the linebacker from Notre Dame, um, and, and he, he bought into, uh, uh, he thought this girlfriend that he made online was real, and it wasn't. And, and so, let me give you the definition of what it is to be catfished from Urban Dictionary, and you need to be careful when you get on Urban Dictionary. It's not a real dictionary. Um, it says this, to be catfished, to be deceived or led on by someone on any social network who's claiming to be someone or something they're not. It's to, 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 to be deceived or led on by someone on any social network who's claiming to be someone or something they're not. Now, when I was a teenager, we did not have what you would call the interwebs, the internet, um, which makes me sound and feel so old. So we like, really? Um, and so I got to tell you where being catfished originated. There is a, new, a, a godfather, an originating point where catfishing, excuse me, catfishing started from, and it is a place that was found in the mall called Glamour Shots. <laughs> if you don't hear anything else today, this is truth. I got to tell you, like you got, uh, every, every lady that lived in the 80s and early 90s did glamour shots and you had the flowers around your neck, you were popping the collar with the zipper there and you just had pink behind, and, and here's the deal. Anybody looked fine in glamour shots, you're like, woo girl, those are some good glamour, that's why everybody did glamour shots. Is that how you look in real life? <laughs> And I got catfished by glamour shots. My buddy wanted to go on a date, and the only way that he could go on a date with this girl on this weekend was if her cousin could come, right? And so my best buddy, Corey, said, hey, let's go. This is a picture of her cousin that his, the girl he was going out with, who I was looking at, I could see what her parents was, was like, yo, here's a picture of her. And it was a glamour shot. It's like, all right. 
and we're Bennigans. Come on, somebody. Let's talk in old school right now. Death by chocolate. Monte Cristo that will change your life. We were at Bennigans. And these two girls get out of the car. The one I recognized that was my buddy, and the other girl got out. I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> no, that's not what I saw on Glamour Shots. <laughs> that's a lie. <laughs> it presents something <laughs> that's not real. <laughs> that's, that's not true. And I just started laughing. I was like, you stink, Corey. And we both just started laughing. I was like, you're sorry. Can I tell you? That's what the, that's what the world wants to do with us. It wants to take and it wants to show you, hey, if you live your life like this, man, man you can live your life just following your emotions. You can live your life following just pleasures. You can live your life just following your instincts and following after what you perceive to be true, and your life's gonna turn out like this. But can I tell you, don't bite, because it's not true. <laughs> because the Bible says this, there's a way that seems right to man, right? There's a way that feels right to man. There's a way that looks right to man. There's a way that, that the culture says looks good to man, but in the end, it leads to death. And I would just, as your pastor, this morning, don't buy into things that sound so close to the truth that you allow yourself to be tricked. But understand what the Word of God says. Because there are several things that this world is trying to tell us when it comes to following the Lord. One of the things it's trying to catfish us about is that Jesus is just a way instead of the way. He's just a way to heaven. He's just a way to experiencing eternity with the Lord instead of a, instead of the way. But John chapter 14 verse 6 says this, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. I am the way. This is almost like college football is coming up, and I'm not a fan of this team because they beat my team last year, but the Ohio State University. When there is a player that has played from the Ohio State University, they say there's only one Ohio State University. Thank God. Uh, but... It's always, you know exactly what they're talking about. And Jesus, Jesus, in his infinite wisdom, had to know 2,000 years from, from when he was on earth, people would be trying to say, well, you know what, you can just make your own way, or, or, or that's a way. But, but Jesus said this, no, 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 hear me. I, having a personal, not a professional relationship, a personal relationship with me. I'm the way. I'm not a truth, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. If you want to get there, you got to go through this. Don't get catfished on this. The second thing is this, is that, that the Bible is fallible. The Bible is fallible. Well, it says this in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what's wrong in our lives. 
It corrects us when we are wrong and it teaches us to do what is right. It's not just showing us how much we stink. It's showing us, man, this is what you should do. This is how you should conduct your life. All scripture is inspired by God. It shows us what is true. You've got to base your life on something more true than your emotions because every morning you'll wake up, you're going to feel something different. After every meal, you're going to feel something different. All of a sudden, you got full and you're happy because you ain't hangry anymore. What are you basing your life on? Because the grass will wither and the flowers will fade, but but God said this, but the word of God will last forever. It's true. All scripture is inspired by God. We'll find a belief that works for you and is true for you instead of what is actually true. But 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 4, Paul instructs Timothy on this as, as he's leading a church and a pastor. He says, I solemnly urge you in the presence of God in Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his kingdom. Timothy, preach the word of God. Don't get up there and preach your opinion. Don't get up and preach what is cool. Don't get up and preach what is popular. And can I tell you, this is a charge to your pastor. My job is not to be popular. My job is to be truthful, as Jesus said in his word. And my job and what's going to happen here at Foundation Church is we will proclaim the word of God. Preach the word. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. Because hear this, for a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They'll follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. And they'll reject the truth and chase after mess. They'll chase after what is almost true. I got to tell you, I I don't want to live a life of almost. Um, My family had a promise um, through a travel agent not too long ago, actually just a few years ago, um, that her name was Leanne. I'm not going to give you her last name, um, but her name was Leanne, and, and she had promised that she could get you to Disney World to stay five nights at the Polynesian Resort. If some of you don't know, that's like one of the nicest, if not the nicest hotel you can stay at. You can have a park hopper tickets, go to any park hopper. You'll have your dining plan, your plane tickets. All four of us could go for $1,500 hundred dollars, like a thousand five hundred dollars. In Disney World like living, that's pretty much free. I mean, that really is. It's just insane to go see a dumb mouse. And we were like, okay. And so some of the family, we had like booked a trip with her, um, but we hadn't gone. And my sister and some other extended family had gone on this trip and she got them to the Contemporary Hotel. They're there. They can see the resort. They see in Disney World. They can see the castle and Space Mountain and everything. But they were getting kicked out of their hotel every night because what was promised wasn't reality. They were, they, they, they could hardly ever get into the resort because the tickets she gave them weren't real tickets. 
See, she got them so close to the life that they and the experience that they wanted to have that it was a frustrating though moment. Can you imagine seeing the castle and not being able to go and you're just like, it's right there, it's right there. And you're on the phone having to yell at somebody because you're getting kicked out of your hotel room and you don't know what to do. And can I tell you, that's the frustration of almost. That's the frustration of almost living this life that God has called you to. Almost having that marriage that you've always dreamed of. And Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it to the full. Not that you might have it to an almost level. Not that you might get close. But that you would have it to the full. And so I would tell you, I would instruct you as your pastor, hear me. Don't get catfished. Don't, don't settle for close. Don't settle for almost. But hold on to the word of God. Because the truth is this, it's our second point, it's really my last point. It simply is this, is that principles aren't the same as preferences. And convictions are rarely convenient. Principles, hear me, they're, they're not the same as preferences. A principle is a rule of conduct based on a belief of what is right and wrong. And a conviction is simply a strong belief. Hear me, principles aren't suggestions. Their principles are what you choose to build your life on, and what you build your life on better be based on the Word of God so that you can get the principles of the Word of God and from God to live your life rather than living your life based on the preferences of your emotions. Because I've, I gotta tell you, because if you never have solid principles to build your life on, you won't have strong convictions to keep your life on that path. Because the truth is, your choices will always reveal the principles you live by and the convictions you keep. That's really good. So I'm going to say it one more time. Your, the choices you make, your choices always reveal the principles you live by and the convictions you keep. You want to see your principles that your life is about? Go back and look at the choices you have made and the convictions you have kept. It says this in Ephesians 4, 17, with God's authority, I say this, live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives them because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against them. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasures and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. I want us to stop because if you read that, you're like, well, don't live like the Gentiles do. So Paul is not, not creating unity in the church. They're all Gentiles. <laughs> Paul's saying, don't live like your society. Don't live like the culture anymore. And he says it in verse 20, but that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned, you didn't just hear it, but you learned it. You learned the truth that comes from him. Now throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. And check this verse out, verse 24. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. That isn't what you learned about Christ. 
When you learn something, when you experience something, it changes you, right? So this past summer, we were up in Michigan. And in the process, Michigan has my all-time favorite ice cream store. They have one in Branson. They have some in Florida called Kilwin's Ice Cream and Chocolatier. Um, it is a place that makes candy, but also ice cream. And I'm telling you right now, my wife has tried to say that Bluebell ice cream is better. There is no way in the world. Bluebell is for like a homeless hobo. I mean, it's just not, it's not even close. And not, I mean, not even, some of you are like, oh, but it's not better than Brahms. You've never tasted Killwins. And so I had some friends, I'm just going to tell you his name, Joel Lacourse, he's here. And so Joel Lacourse is with me in Michigan. I'm like, oh, there's a Killwins, Joel. There's a Killwins like 20 minutes from us. And he goes, he's like, oh, I'll go check it out. And so he goes to the store and he walks in and they're baking fresh cones. I mean, you can smell the cones when you walk in and there's ice cream back there. And, and here's the deal. I did not warn Joel that Kilwins is expensive, but when it's good, it's worth it. I'm just going to tell you. Like, you don't go to Mahogany's and expect to pay $5 for a steak. That's just not going to happen. This is like the Mahogany's of ice cream. Kilwins. And he walks in, he sees $5. No, no, I'm not paying that much for ice cream. I get it, because he had not experienced it. He came back, I'm like, you, you, you did what? He's like, I, 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 no, I'm not going to do that. That's way too much for ice cream. I'm like, oh, Joe, 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 Joe. And there was this, like, the, this crucial moment in our friendship that just happened. <laughs> Here's the deal. I've been there. I have experienced it. I have learned it. <laughs> and Kilwins is worth it. I would spend $15 on a scoop of ice cream there. It is awesome. I mean, it is incredible. And the psalmist says this in Psalms 34, verse 8. He says, oh, now I want us to stop here. Because when you taste something really good, I really think this is what David is saying. Like when you taste something good, you're like, oh, mama, that is awesome. You got to try this. David's saying, oh, taste and see the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts him. And can I tell you, once you have learned Christ, once you have experienced Christ, it's easy to throw off the old and put on your new because you've stopped sampling Christianity and you've bought into it. And some of you, you've just been tasting the Lord, but you haven't dived into the Lord. And I just got to tell you, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. It's easy to pull off your old nature and step into your new nature when you realize just how great the Lord is when you experience him. And some of you, you're flirting with it. And I would tell you, man, don't just get close, but taste and see that the Lord is good. Because here's what I would tell you. And I've got to stop. I could do this all day. You can't get close to him without becoming like him. You can't get close to the Lord without starting to become like the Lord. Have you ever seen old couples like, that have been married for a while? I've got a couple pictures. We didn't get to get to this first service. When you start hanging out for a while, you start looking like each other, kind of like that. Um, 
or kind of like this. Um, you know, you just, you just, <laughs> I have no idea why a parrot and a gun, you know, but you start to kind of look like one another. You know how one another is going to talk. You know how the, one another is going to act and you start acting and looking and reacting like one another. And can I tell you the same thing's true in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And Paul says this, you will be put on your new nature, holy and righteous like him. Holy and righteousness isn't something that a lot of people talk about, but that's what we're called to live. And you know what? Your preferences lead you to a righteous life and your convictions keep you holy. And that's what God's called us to. Isn't to become more like this world. But when we put that new nature on, when we're doing this life the way he's called us to, you can't be around him without becoming like him. And that's what God has for you. He's not trying to keep you from anything. Listen to me, as your pastor, I'm not trying to keep you from anything. I want you to find truth this morning. I want you to experience real life that God has for you that is full and isn't full of regrets, isn't full of wishing you could do it all over again. Say, man, I... I I've run my race with purpose in every step. Don't get fooled. Don't live a life of almost. But live a life not of preferences, but of principles. And let your convictions guide you and keep you on your path. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for today. And God, this morning, I just ask for some of us in this place that we just need to review... What are the principles we're living our life on? What are the principles we based our life on? Lord, for some of us, we need to go back to the drawing board and because some of us, we don't even know what our principles are on, what, what hill we'll die on. Lord Jesus, what is just a conviction into our heart and into our life. Lord, we're just kind of going through life aimlessly instead of with purpose. And so, God, I pray, bring purpose to our steps. Lord, don't let us just run through life, but let us run with purpose in every step, as Paul talks about. Lord, don't, don't let us live a life of almost, we can see the life that you've called us to and that we could have if we would just yield it to you. But God, I pray that we would experience life to the full in you. God, we wouldn't get fooled. We wouldn't get tricked. We wouldn't buy into something that's not according to your word or based on your scriptures. But Lord, I pray, move in us. And let our preferences, let our choices be based on your scriptures and build principles and convictions in our life that keep us on the path that you've called us to. God, I pray this morning that we would taste and see that the Lord is good and that blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. Let us just trust you, God. Let us trust you. And let us understand your way is better than our own. It's in Jesus' name I pray. With heads bowed and eyes closed, I'm going to ask this one more time. We did this at the beginning of service. But if you're here and you just don't know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior or you need to make things right, you need to recommit your life to the Lord. 
If you're here, when I count to three, just raise your hand. We want a legion of prayer that will change your life. One, two, three. Is there anyone here this morning? Just say, Justin, that's me. That's me. All right, this morning, here's what I want us to do. Um, for, for every family here, maybe, maybe you're single, maybe you're married, maybe you've got kids, no kids, maybe you've got grandkids, I don't, I don't know. But I'm going to give you a little bit of homework this week. I want you to go home. If you've got somebody you need to talk to, maybe you gather your kids around the table. But I want you to develop your principles. Because principles, right living, getting to the direction in life that we want to get at and that God, more importantly, wants us to get to, doesn't just happen. It's not based on good intentions. It's based on choices that are made. And so I want you to go back home and sit around the dinner table, around the living room tonight. Don't put it off and just say, man, what are, what's, what's our principles? What's our convictions that we're going to let guide our life, that the God is talking to us, that we're not going to be apologetic about, but this is going to lead us and safeguard and put some guardrails in our life. I really, really hope that you would do that with me this week um, to lead you to that holy and righteous life that God is calling you and I to. Hey, thank you so much. We're going to do some baptisms here. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions or in need of prayer or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at nicole at foundationschurch.tv.